Is buying going down? Does Walgreens really want to be sued into oblivion? We'll discuss these and other issues on this special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We are the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 323 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Sunday, January 15th, 2023. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com. Click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. All right, let's get right to it, shall we? Walgreens put a 30-second ad on their social media in October 2022, late October 2022, advertising the idea that it's really good for pregnant and nursing mothers to get their COVID-19 booster. Can you believe this? If you're pregnant like me and worried about getting your COVID-19 booster, I totally get it. But here's what you should know. The booster is not a live vaccine, so it can't give you or your baby COVID. If you're pregnant and you do get COVID, you're more likely to have a severe case compared to someone who's not pregnant. The booster can help lower this risk. When you get your booster, your body makes antibodies, and that helps protect you and your baby. Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. Oh, so you can't get COVID from getting the COVID booster if you're a pregnant or nursing mom. Well, how about, can you get something else? Huh? How about, can you get something else? Because of all the studies coming out talking about people getting myocarditis from getting the booster. I mean, we've got all kinds of anecdotes, don't we? Here's Here's a mom very upset with her son's grandmother for going behind her back to get him vaccinated so he could play sports. We had to we had to bleep out a few cuss words. She's uh she's beside herself. Gave him his first vaccine when he was just a couple months old and he almost died, okay? He went into a fever of hundred and six and he almost died. So since then I never allowed him to go get a vaccine. 
he wanted to play sports so bad. So my mother snuck and took him to go get the fucking vaccine last year, okay? Right after he did that, keep in mind, he went to go get the vaccine so he can play sports in school because it's mandated that you be vaccinated. Okay, so she went and took him to get it. Then he went for his sports physical the next month. They told him his heart rate was extremely too low. They don't understand why it was that low, and he had to go see a heart specialist. He went to the heart specialist, and I sat there. I looked at the doctor in his eye, and I said, all of this is from that shot. It's from that vaccine. I kept telling him not to get it, and I didn't want him to get it. And now that he got it, his heart ain't working right. And the doctor said, oh, no, 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 it's not that. And I said to my son, they just trying to downplay that because they don't you know, and they don't want people to be scared. I said, that he, he understood that. Okay. Whew. So the whole purpose of him getting the whole vaccine was to play sports, and he can't even play sports because his heart is up from the shot. Okay. So tell me I'm a conspiracy theorist when I'm living it. Then, then this year, he think that, okay, so the specialist cleared him. His heart was still at a low rate, and he couldn't tell me why, but he cleared him from sports. Now, imagine if he would have played. Anyway, so this year, he decided he wants to play sports again. He went to the doctor just now to go and get um, his sports physical. <laughs> well, there's something wrong with his heart again. It's extremely low. So you cleared him, but you didn't even clear him, but he wasn't even okay. So for a whole year, he's been sitting here with a heart problem, and they cleared him. Now they're saying, oh, he has to go see a specialist because for his age, he's beating way too slow, and if he does try to play sports and exert himself, he could have a f***ing heart attack. So you keep telling me all these people dropping dead for nothing, and then it's my son who's on Jeopardy. Don't tell me this real. Don't tell me it's just a conspiracy theory. The government is literally playing to ski airmen on us, and it's not f- and I don't even know what to do because I can't get that shit And that's where it was cut off. Um, but the uh, the emotion there and the pain is palpable. Walgreens, what you got? Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. That won't do, Walgreens. That won't do. I'm telling you that won't do. What, do you want to be sued into oblivion? Here is um, Here are doctors Ryan Cole and Robert Malone talking about how Fauci is telling everybody no autopsies. No autopsies. So what's happened to the autopsy, Ryan? Well, Anthony Fauci told our government to tell people don't do autopsies on COVID patients. You cannot find that for which you do not look. I have a post-vaccine nine-year-old on my desk, dead. I don't want to see one more child post-vaccine ever on my desk. Are the autopsies starting to happen? You bet they are, finally, because people are saying, well, why wouldn't we do them? And in that same town from which this nine-year-old died, a healthy 22-year-old wrestler, after his third shot, is now also coming to be on my desk so I can determine the cause of death there. We're told don't do autopsies, don't look, 
And that's what your government is giving you for data. Don't, don't ask, don't tell, don't look. These are not the droids you're looking for. Everything is safe and effective. Go jab up the children with a shot that doesn't work for a virus that isn't here anymore, for a virus that most of them are already recovered from. Safe and effective. Don't do science. Don't ask a question. Destroy the careers of those that do ask a question that are only in it for humanity. Valid questions to ask yourself. Dr. Robert Malone's the one that asked the question. Dr. Ryan Cole is the one that answered the question. Walgreens, what you got? Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. You just don't get it, do you? Oh, what's this? A uh, pharmacy student at the University of Pittsburgh died suddenly December 20th, 2022. 25-year-old Dr. Lindsay Ann Heck died suddenly from an unknown cause. According to her obituary, Lindsay was the light of everyone's life. Her smile lit up a room, and her laughter was contagious. She was a loyal friend and trusted confidant to everyone she loved. Lindsay loved fiercely and lived her life, always putting others before herself. I believe it. I believe it. She was the valedictorian of her class of 2016 at Tunkanuck Area School District. She then received a doctorate of pharmacy degree from the University of Pittsburgh, May of 2022, where she Graduated summa cum laude. She was a fellow at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy in the Community Pharmacy Practice Development and Research Fellowship. She loved teaching students, doing research, running multiple vaccine clinics, and sharing her passion and knowledge with others. Two weeks after Lindsay's death, her father suffered a life-threatening aortic dissection, and he's currently undergoing medical care in the cardiac intensive care unit as stated on the uh, GoFundMe page set up for Lindsay's sister, Carly. In Lindsay's last moments, Carly was by her side, heroically, administering CPR, but to no avail. According to the fundraising campaign, there are no words to describe the heartbreak and trauma that Carly and her family have experienced over the last several weeks. We're hoping to raise funds to help cover the cost of funeral expenses for Lindsay medical expenses for Carl, her dad, and food, housing, transportation costs for Carly and her family as she supports her father away from home in Philadelphia. Walgreens, you got anything? Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. I, you know, I just hope they sue you into oblivion. I hope they sue you into oblivion. Sent to Ron Johnson, Wisconsin. Listen, we all wanted these vaccines to end the pandemic. They didn't. They were not as effective and certainly not as safe as we all hoped and prayed. They don't prevent infection. They don't prevent transmission. But nobody will admit they were wrong. 
because the body count is way too high. They sabotage early treatment. They completely mishandled the uh, uh, the pandemic response. We shut down schools. Sweden didn't. Not a child in Sweden died. Uh, you actually have lower infection rates uh, when you're around kids. We're starting to find out. So, I mean, through through the hubris, uh, through just the arrogance of people like Fauci and people that are, uh, were in charge of our response, we completely mishandled this. And no, nobody at this point in time will admit they're wrong. And quite honestly, uh, people who, who got the, the vaccine also don't really want to know that uh, there may be some real issues here. So we are in a complete state of denial. Uh, but people have to start facing reality, and that starts with the federal health officials, which they are not doing. I've written close to 50 oversight letters, and I've basically gotten the back in the hand of uh, people like Walensky and, and other federal health officials. Uh, transparency, honesty has to begin uh, sooner rather than later. Now. A show note, Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, made this statement on Fox and Friends weekend. Highly unlikely he would have been allowed to make that statement during the week with uh, Ainsley, Brian, and Steve. Just so you know. Oh, wait, what's this? In a 25-minute video, a young priest, Father Edward Looney, detailed his 23-month journey with tachycardia since becoming vaccinated. Yes, indeed. He said, I thank you for joining me this evening. I meant to do this yesterday, Friday, the day after I got released, but just in the time of day. And such, and it just never worked out. Then today, I had a wedding evening mass, thanks to Father Tony. He took up my other mass, so I didn't have to do three masses back-to-back, but could have a little break in between. He's in, though, his high 80s, and he had a mass on Washington Island, so it was a long day for him. He said, you're one of our young guys. You shouldn't be having heart problems right now, so we need to take care of you so you can keep going. This guy says, I just want to share a little bit. A lot of people know that I was in the hospital on Thursday, and then I was there for about 14 hours and went into the emergency room at 4 o'clock. No, it was 2.30. I called somebody, and then they came, and they picked me up, and they took me to the emergency room in Green Bay, and then I was admitted. You know, sometimes you feel like you can't speak because of whatever reasons, but I think it's important to share what's been going on. So I want to maybe go back to February 2021. I was highly encouraged that I get the COVID vaccine. And he goes on and on. He says, and in fact, hospitals told us if we weren't vaccinated, we wouldn't be able to visit people in the hospitals. A priest, right? He said we were told we couldn't go to nursing homes if we didn't get vaccinated. If we didn't get vaccinated there, where it almost seemed like for the sake of your job, and you see this today on job resumes and applications, so really the vaccinations were pushed on us. It's February 2021. I was in the first wave of people to get the COVID vaccine, and actually that very first shot, I didn't have an immediate reaction. I get home and I realize my heart rate was higher than it normally was. That was about 110, 115 beats per minute. I was really tired as a result of it. Father Looney goes on to share that subsequently his, his symptoms worsened. 
How about that? How about that? Walgreens, what you got? Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. Oh, I do hope they sue you out of existence. Alan Dershowitz. Do you hear what Alan Dershowitz said about the vaccine? You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business. Wait, can I stop you? No right not to be vaccinated, meaning if they decide you have to be vaccinated, we have to be vaccinated? Absolutely. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into you. Do you know that about Dershowitz? I'll tell you what. Hearing that about him, I believe everything they said about him and Epstein Island. Somebody who can be that cold-blooded right there, right there, that guy. I believe everything they said about him and Epstein Island. Oh, yes. I certainly do. Now, Dr. John Campbell and the U.K., um, Dr. John Campbell in the U.K. summarizes uh, new peer-reviewed autopsy results of sudden deaths following the COVID vaccine. This is kind of rough. Now, I don't want you to take my word for this, of course, as always. Check the sources yourself. It's the research of clinical research in cardiology, and it's the official journal of the German Cardiac Society. It's called Autopsy-Based Histopathological Characterization of Myocarditis After Anti-SARS Coronavirus 2 Vaccination. That's the link. You can download the PDF. This is peer-reviewed. This is proper science and definitive pathological diagnosis by a group of leading German pathologists. Basically, these people are doctors who specialize in pathology. So autopsy findings indicate death due to acute arrhythmogenic cardiac failure. So arrhythmogenic, so a dysrhythmia or an arrhythmia means that the heart is not beating properly. And uh, they've said it's uh, an acute uh, arrhythmogenic. So in other words, it's the arrhythmia that caused the heart failure. So the arrhythmia, the heart is just fluttering and the heart just stops. The blood pressure drops to zero. There's an acute heart failure followed a minute or two later by death. So these foci of of inflammation where these um, macrophages and uh, lymphocytes were where they weren't supposed to be is almost certainly what caused the fatal uh, arrhythmias. And because there was no one there to treat these patients, they were simply found dead at home. Uh, Thus... Myocarditis can be potentially lethal complication following an mRNA-based anti-SARS coronavirus vaccine. Now, this is a direct quote from the peer-reviewed journal of the German Cardiology Society. Simply direct quote of peer-reviewed literature by a group of six senior German pathologists. And I think I'm allowed to say that because we are allowed to talk about rare recognized events because myocarditis is recognized by the um, 
WHO and the uh, CDC and the, uh, the UK various authorities as a potential side effect. But here we have the histopathology that proves it definitively in quite a high number, five out of 25 deaths. Our findings may aid in adequately diagnosing unclear cases after vaccination. For goodness sake, if people have been vaccinated, let's have a high index of suspicion that this may occur, even if the inflammation was mild and the inflammation was fairly mild in most of these cases, affecting a fairly small area of the myocardium, not enough to affect the contraction of the myocardium on its own, but because they are electrically unstable, they call these ectopic focus. There's a focus of electrical activity where there shouldn't be one, and the person basically just drops dead. Let's not minimise it. So, in, in a sense, these patients had mild myocarditis. But uh, if you ask them or their relatives, they probably wouldn't think so, because even though it was mild, it was enough to kill them, because by definition, they were all um, post-mortem autopsy findings. Uh, our findings may aid, so yes, have a high index of suspicion for these things, doctors and nurses out there, please. And thus establishing a timely diagnosis in vivo. We want to diagnose in, in life, in vivo, when people are still alive. Providing a framework for uh, adequate monitoring and early treatment of severe clinical cases, and indeed mild clinical cases, because even milder cases, all you need is a, an area of ectopic electrical activity that can cause ventricular fibrillation, and that is what can cause death. So there we go, and this is basically a smoking gun. Let's look at it again. We see the abnormal cells in the myocardium causing the damage. It's unequivocal. It's pathological diagnosis. There again with a different cell type. There again with a different level of magnification showing the pathologically damaged areas of infiltration that can give rise to the ectopic electrical focus, which can give rise to the ventricular fibrillation which causes death. I'm going to leave it there because it's, it's um, we're talking about people's lives here. Okay, thank you for watching. Uh, Dr. John Campbell summarizing the peer-reviewed autopsy results of sudden deaths following the COVID vaccination. Uh, Walgreens, what you got? Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. Just sued out of existence. That's what I hope happens to you. I hope you are sued out of existence. What is this? Alabama Football Nation and Compton Drew Middle School in St. Louis, Missouri, went into mourning with a sudden passing of former Crimson Tide football star Ahmad Galloway. Last Monday, Galloway, just 42 years old and a teacher at the middle school, is a tragic story from WVTM 13 News. The eighth graders at Compton Drew Middle School in St. Louis are in mourning today. They've shut the door of a popular teacher's classroom. It's out of respect for their English teacher, a teacher they loved so much. Former Bama running back Ahmad Galloway has died. School principal Susan Reed says that Galloway... An eighth-grade English teacher was found dead on Monday at a St. Louis apartment during a welfare check. Principal Reed said Ahmad was always on time, very responsible, so he knew something might be wrong. There wasn't anything disrupted at Ahmad's apartment, so we're thinking that it could have been a medical issue. 
Galloway was a quiet, humble man who let his talking take place in the football field, a bruising running back out of Millington, Tennessee. Galloway played for the Crimson Tide from 1999 through 2002. His sister, Kimberly Slaughter, said, Ma was always quiet and humble. My brother loved football growing up and later loved his children, Austin and Aubrey. An official cause of death may not be known for a few days. School principal Reed says from St. Louis, the medical examiner is working to find out how Ahmad died. The family is coming together from different parts of the country before deciding on funeral arrangements. Galloway's eighth grade students are gathering today through tears to honor their first year teacher. While they will keep Galloway's class door shut out of respect, they will make signs and banners hoping that doing so helps ease their pain. The school crisis team has sprung into action. Students at Compton Drew ILC Middle School are receiving counseling. Uh, So, I've noticed something. I, uh, I watched a little bit of football over the weekend. And I watched the Ravens and the Bengals on Sunday evening. On Saturday evening, I watched the, uh, the Jaguars. I'm trying to remember who the Jaguars beat on Saturday evening. But, but anyway, what I noticed was each time there was an injury on the field, the announcers got very subdued. And they quietly would go to a commercial break. And you know why. Because they don't know when the next DeMar Hamlin's going to happen. So they have production meetings. Okay, how are we going to deal with this if it happens again? Because anytime, anytime, no, anytime somebody's down on that football field, they don't know if it's just a regular injury like they're, they've been used to for their entire careers or if this is going to be the next DeMar Hamlin. And so they want to have some sensitivity to it in case it's the next DeMar Hamlin. Something changed. When Buffalo Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin, died on the field and had to be defibrillated back to life. That changed how they're going to cover football injuries from now on, you know, in, in, in the moment, in real time. Just so you know. Just so you know. Walgreens, what you got? Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. The unprecedented increase in deaths in the U.K. has prompted the construction of temporary morgues in various locations throughout the United Kingdom, including tourist hotspots and airports. Gateway Pundit reported last year the death toll in England and Wales continues to rise, even though COVID-related deaths have dropped. So all-cause deaths are rising. As a result, health experts have requested an immediate investigation into the source 
of the rising non-COVID excess death in the UK. I don't think y'all want to know. I don't. I don't think y'all want to know. I I don't. But there will come a time. There will come a time in which um, it will be impossible to ignore anymore. Okay, I'm just I'm just telling you what's coming. So we got a little bit more on that, and we also have the question of what's up with Biden, and is he, you know, is a deep state trying to take him out? So a lot to talk about. Let me let me just mention though, if you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom. The freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically, so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental USA, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. Now, as you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. But he didn't stop by simply creating my pillow, the best pillow ever. Mike also created the best bed sheets ever. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. My wife and I just love Sleeping on our Giza Dreams bed sheets. Now, Mike Lindell is offering the best deal on his Giza Dreams bed sheets. You can get a set of Giza sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. The first night you sleep on these sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You can get a set of Giza Dreams sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight just by using promo code DWS. And right now, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. MyPillow also has blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles like plush, waffle, or gossamer for as low as $29.98. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, 
down comforters, and so much more. Use that promo code DWS, and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow Giza Dreams sheets for just $29.98. Mike's other passion is to support American entrepreneurs and bring manufacturing back to the good old USA. For years, people approached Mike with great products but had no way of marketing them. MyStore.com was created to give these people a voice and a platform to bring you their amazing products made right here in the USA. MyStore.com has all kinds of great deals on automotive products, bath and beauty, books and video, clothing, decor items, food and drink, garden and patio, health, home improvement, household essentials, kitchen and dining, personal care, sports and outdoors, toys and games, and so much more. Hey, I'm wearing my new my slippers moccasins right now. I had no idea slippers could feel this good. Right now, save up to $90 on my slippers, slip-ons, and moccasins, marked down to just $49.98 by using promo code DWS. Not only that, Mike is having the biggest closeout sale ever on his sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is Mike's exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. Just use promo code DWS. And now remember... That does not stand for washed-up Democrat Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No, 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 no. DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. All right, what is this? New York City health officials admit... Omicron subvariant is more likely to infect vaccinated people, and yet they continue to urge residents to get vaccinated. Really? That's outrageous. Why am I not surprised? No, I, I'm I'm really I, I'm not I'm not surprised at all. Here's just a regular guy out there on Twitter saying, look. Here's what we knew all along. I don't know about you guys, but I I find it quite funny to watch the CDC over the last couple of days finally catch up with the American public. For a long time now, even at the very beginning of the pandemic, there were a ton of people, myself included, who were very skeptical about taking a shot that had not been tested, um, that was the, the effects were unproven. And slowly, over time, it's been proven more and more that the people, the skeptics, um, were right. And now they've come out and said that there is a link between the vaccine and possible link between vaccine and victims suffering strokes. And um, so where's our apology? Will we hear it? Will we ever get it? I doubt it, but uh, you were right. Okay, so that having been said, 
Walgreens, what you got for us? Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Let's see, Fox News on uh, January 13th. That would have been Friday evening. CDC identifies possible safety concern for certain people receiving COVID vaccines. Really? Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say that a preliminary COVID-19 vaccine safety signal has been identified as investigating whether the bivalent Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine creates an increased risk of ischemic stroke in people 65 and older. Well, now, wait a minute. What about the young people that are dropping like flies? In the Friday statement, the CDC said the preliminary signal has not been identified with the bivalent Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, okay, so they're just going to talk gobbledygook. Not anything for normal people to try to understand. I get it. Um, Washington Post, Leanna Wynn. Remember her? She was um, she was head of Planned Parenthood at one point, and then she became the uh, chief medical advisor for CNN. Over to Washington Post, she said, we are overcounting COVID deaths. Since every hospitalized patient gets tested for COVID, a gunshot victim or someone who has had a heart attack, for example, could test positive. How about that? Michael P. Sanger, who posted a link to her op-ed over there on Twitter, says, wow, who'd have thought? But you know what that takes me back to? I think that the first inkling I had that we weren't getting the straight scoop about the China virus, about the Wu flu, was way back on April 7th of 2020 when Dr. Deborah Burks got up to the microphone on the White House daily COVID briefing and said this. Can you talk about your concerns about deaths being misreported uh, by coronavirus because of either testing or standards for how they're characterized? So I think in this country, we've taken a very liberal approach to mortality. And I think the reporting here has been pretty straightforward over the last five to six weeks. Prior to that, when there wasn't testing in January and February, that's a very different situation um, and unknown. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition, and let's say the virus called you to go to the ICU and then have a heart or kidney problem. Some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID-19 death. Um, Right now, we're still recording it. And we'll, I mean, the great thing about having forms that come in and a form that has the ability to mark it as COVID-19 infection, the intent is right now that 
those, if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that as a COVID-19 death. Are you, can you be sure? And you hear from coroners that that's not necessarily the case. Or are you sure? How can you be confident about that? And is there any concern that it skews the? De- that's where it cut off. I mean, I wish I had the rest, but she's making it crystal clear that they weren't just counting people who died from COVID. Oh no. No, no. They're also counting people that died just with COVID. You know, people who had, you know, tested positive with some sort of test. Of course, the PCR tests were not trustworthy at all. The guy who got the Nobel Prize for for, uh, creating the PCR technique said it's not a test to determine whether you're sick, whether you have a vaccine, whether you have a, a virus. But CDC, FDA, NIH, 50 state health departments are like, well, we don't care. We're going to pretend like it is. Do you know that? Yeah, stick with me. I'll, I'll teach you all kinds of stuff. So <clears throat> Dr. Eli David reported uh, the evening of Sunday, January 15th, CDC and FDA investigation found no link between the new COVID booster and stroke, which kind of reminds me that Securities and Exchange Commission investigated Bernie Madoff in 1992, 2000, 2001, 2003, 2004, 2005, and found no evidence of fraud. So, you know, I'm from the government. And I'm here to help you, right? I mean, you buying this garbage? Let's see, Dr. Joseph Mercola, and he's an expert, over at childrenshealthdefense.org has the article COVID vaccines linked to shingles reactivation. Multiple studies suggest COVID-19 vaccines may induce persistent shingles reactivation by interfering with the immune system. Well, it's almost like it's uh, planned that way, isn't it? Walgreens, what you got? Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. Disgusting. Just disgusting. And it's still up. I mean, they got a lot of people out there saying, y'all, y'all screwing up here. And somebody with Walgreens, the social media team, even responded, oh, we'll take a look at it, thanks. Alum Bakari over at Breitbart has this. Emails show Facebook suppressed often true information on coronavirus vaccines. Oh, yeah. And yet another revelation about the level of collusion between big tech and the White House documents show Facebook not only attempted to suppress supposedly incorrect content related to coronavirus vaccine, but also took steps to curb the spread of often true content on the subject. Information came to light through a series of documents obtained by Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey as part of a lawsuit that accuses the Biden administration of violating Americans' First Amendment rights 
by colluding with big tech to suppress speech. One email sent by a Facebook staff member to the White House March 21st, 2021, discussed levers for tackling vaccine hesitancy content. With a senior advisor on Biden's COVID-19 response team and the White House's director of digital strategy. In the email, the Facebook staffer, whose identity was redacted, acknowledged that in addition to removing misinformation, the company has been focused on reducing the spread of content that discourages vaccines but does not contain actionable information. The staffer went on to state that this content, though often true, can be framed in a sensational or alarmist manner. The Facebook staffer said, we'll remove these groups, pages, and accounts when they are disproportionately promoting this sensationalized content. In other words, users, groups, and pages were being kicked off the largest social network in the world, not for posting misinformation, but because people at Facebook determined that their tone was too sensational. This is just the latest revelation to come out of the multi-state lawsuit against the Biden administration filed by the states of Missouri and Louisiana. Previously, the lawsuit revealed the administration pressured tech companies to suppress some of the most popular critics of their policies, including Fox News host Tucker Carlson and OutKick host Tommy Lahren. The case is state of Missouri and state of Louisiana versus Joseph R. Biden in district court for the Western District of Louisiana, just for those of you scoring at home. Just in case you want to know. We have a sad video here. The the audio wouldn't do you much good. I'd show you the video if I could. Of 21-year-old Claire Bridges, who was fully vaccinated for COVID-19, caught COVID anyway. Vaccine was supposed to prevent severe disease. However, unfortunately... Claire had both legs amputated, myocarditis, and kidney failure anyway. Dr. Peter McCullough says multiple shots load the body with spike protein, so when SARS-CoV-2 infection occurs, there is tremendous inflammation, endothelial injury, and thromboses. Claire would be normal now if she had skipped the vaccination and simply had the COVID-19 treated as an outpatient when it arose. Yep, that's true, Dr. McCullough. That is true. But you know, Big Pharma still has money to make. Isn't that right? Walgreens pharmacist Danielle. Ready to schedule your appointment? Click the link in our bio. That's what I thought. Dr. Asim Mohatra, expert specialist over in the UK uh, on GB News, the Great Britain News. Oh, boy. 
A new British medical journal investigation has heard from a whistleblower that was engaged in Pfizer's pivotal COVID-19 vaccine trial. The evidence raises serious questions about the data integrity issues in the Pfizer vaccine. Well, let's get more on this with my good friend, Dr. Asim Malhotra, consultant cardiologist. Happy Diwali, Asim, first of all. Happy Diwali to you, Alex. Right, let's talk Pfizer. What is going on here with this BMJ article? It's yeah. criticising the actual vaccine trials of yeah, Pfizer. it's really quite devastating for Pfizer in my view. So what's come out in this BMJ investigation is a whistleblower at one of the Pfizer vaccine sites involved in the pivotal trial that was involved in ultimately making policies on rolling out their vaccine has said that essentially on one of those sites there was evidence of falsifying data, not following up on adverse events. And what's made worse by this, um, Alex, is that the whistleblower contacted the regulator, the FDA in America, and they didn't do anything about it. It. Paul Thacker, the investigative journalist for the BMJ, said also, he said, where is the FBI? Why is there not a criminal investigation going into this? So this is very concerning. But let's just take a step back for a second. For me, as a, as a doctor, as an activist, someone who's looked at research integrity over many years, it, it's not really that surprising, even though it's shocking, because if you look at the history of drug companies generally, there has been um, a, a problem for a very long time with corruption of data, hiding data on harms, not sharing data, which then means that doctors and patients are basically having to make decisions on biased information. Um, and when I say that this hasn't been rectified, I mean, that's the other issue. Uh, between 2009 and 2014, for example, most of the top 10, without naming an individual company, most of the top 10 pharmaceutical companies uh, paid a total of $13 billion in fines for criminal activity, which involved hiding data on harms, um, illegal, in, illegal marketing of drugs, for example. Um, and uh, and there's nothing that's been done. The BMJ pointed out this before. Nothing's been done to rectify the situation. Now, let's just talk, because I don't want this discussion to become into one where people watching it suddenly saying the vaccine doesn't work, we shouldn't take it. Let's just put things in context. It's really important. So from a personal perspective, if you go back to uh, earlier this year, I had the vaccine. I've had both doses. Why did I have it as a doctor? Well, I'm a doctor, and I was sold on the idea, Alex, from the original Pfizer trial that this vaccine would prevent transmission. I am not at very high risk, okay? So um, I, for me, people in middle age, COVID, for someone like me, is equivalent to having the flu in terms of its risk. So I was doing it to protect others. I've had many vaccines before in the past, and I do that to protect my patients. We now know, it's very clear, that the vaccine does not have any significant effect on preventing transmission. Now, why is that important? It changes the whole conversation. Only this week, Sajid Javid has said that he's going to... Um, make sure that all NHS workers should be vaccinated and make a mandate for that despite the fact that medical leadership, the chair of the BMA, chair of the medical world colleges have said this is a very bad idea when I, I agree with them. Um, we shouldn't be doing this. It should be about informed consent because actually if you mandate these sorts of vaccines, especially on non-transparent data that we know now and it doesn't stop transmission it will only widen the chasm of distrust. The other thing to add in as well Alex is we know about 105,000 NHS workers have not had the vaccine, not even a single dose. Right. because they are hesitant. Now, if you mandate it and they decide, you know, uh, for, for good reason, they decide that they don't want to have the vaccine, you're going to lose massive amounts of NHS staff when it's already under pressure. If, the, if Sajid Javid wants to destroy the NHS, this is exactly the way to do it. I will say to him, please make a U-turn, row back on this, because this could be very devastating for the NHS. Well, massively important topic, and thank you for bringing it to our attention, Asim.
So the NHS, of course, is the uh, government health service in the UK. See, uh, the UK, they have, uh, well, they've got government health care with all the attendant difficulties. It's, uh, it's messed up. The great Stu Peters, the uh, announcer slash reporter of the Died Suddenly documentary, out there on Twitter Sunday evening saying, face it, we let them lock our country down, cover our kids' faces with Sharia bacteria-ridden, oxygen-inhibiting face muzzles and take our loved ones away to the hospital and kill them. Also, we let them steal an election in broad daylight, among so many other things. He says, I'm not saying this to point the finger at anyone, but I am encouraging all of us to learn from our mistakes out of love. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of hard to argue with, you know. All right, now what is going on with Dementia Joe and the uh, classified documents? What is the deal with that? And how's that going to shake out? That's what we're going to talk about next in the Doc Washburn Show. Crazy world we live in. I've been telling you about how the world's going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, sky-high gas prices, woke corporations that stand against everything we believe in. We all know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open all during the pandemic while so many little guys, small business owners, regular people were forced to close. The wealthiest people on earth became better off while mom and pop businesses suffered. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, we can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now, finally, we can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. SwitchToAmerica.com is helping Americans walk away from the big box conglomerates. That's why Switch to America was created, with regular folks like you and me in mind. One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. A lot of Patriot influencers have come on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. We're done with the woke globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. The website is switchtoamerica.com. Join with over 2 million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. And now, 
an even more exciting addition to switch to America.com is fresh American raised beef raised in the mountains of Montana near Yellowstone. The beef is known as never, ever, never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics or hormones. This prime or high choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. SwitchToAmerica.com is dedicated to offering family-owned alternatives for items we buy on a regular basis. Just go to SwitchToAmerica.com. When it asks how you heard about us, click on my name, Doc Washburn, plug in your info, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. SwitchToAmerica.com. All right, now I'm delighted to tell you about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Let me tell you how it works. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo? What about problems with your blood sugar, psoriasis, migraines? The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, and it has never come back. My migraines went away, too. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, psoriasis, migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. Now, if you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on the tab that says Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Are you ready to save money? on your monthly cell phone bill while doing the right thing? Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, 
freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. All you have to do is just go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. Now, if you're a conservative-owned business, tired of seeing your hard-earned dollars, go to Corporate Woke Agendas, switch to Patriot Mobile Business. That's right. Patriot Mobile now offers competitive business plans to suit companies of any size. Learn more at business.patriotmobile.com or call their 100% U.S.-based member services team at 469-FREEDOM. Again, use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. That's business.patriotmobile.com or just call them for more information at 469-FREEDOM. Okay, the great Wendell Hughesbow, reporter at Breitbart, has a list of people sentenced to prison for illegally possessing classified documents, kind of like uh, Joe Biden has done, right? Ronaldo Regis got 90 days in prison. Weldon Marshall got a three years in prison. Pierce Bishop got seven years in prison. Elizabeth Joe Shirley got eight years in prison. Harold Martin got nine years in prison. And Jerry Chun-Sheng Lee got 19 years for possessing classified documents. So what's up? What's up with Joe Biden? The great Paul Sperry, journalist over at uh, RealClearInvestigations.com, says the National Archivist, the Inspector General of the National Archives, the Attorney General, the FBI Director, the Penn-Biden Center, White House and U.S. Attorney, all knew about Biden's classified breaches, and they all conspired to cover up his scandal and keep it from the American public until well after the election. Yeah, they did. That is true, Brother Sperry. So, Fox News reporting Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson are questioning the White House's understanding of federal records laws. After the Biden document fiasco, well, as well they should. You know, okay, I'll just tell you what it says. Republican Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson pressing the White House over its interpretation of federal records laws after the discovery of classified records from Biden's time as vice president at the Penn-Biden Center and another undisclosed location. Oh, we know where the location is now. His house, his garage next to the next to the Corvette. According to a letter to Richard Sauber, special counsel to Biden, first obtained by Fox News Digital, the senators question whether Biden properly followed the Presidential Records Act. They wrote the discovery of these documents raises questions about whether then Vice President Joe Biden properly followed the Presidential Records Act and the possibility that other documents have not been properly archived. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. No question about it. 
Ron Johnson says the White House has refused to answer questions about then-VP Biden's use of non-government email for government business. Given the inappropriate storage of classified documents, the White House must immediately provide transparency about Biden's adherence to federal records laws. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I kind of doubt they're going to, right? Kyle Becker over to Substack has a big article. Joe Biden's classified documents stash confirms America's worst fears about the Hunter Biden laptop. Says Hunter Biden's walking national security threat that America's corporate media always claims was Donald Trump. Biden's classified documents scandal growing worse by the hours now directly tied to Hunter Biden and his infamous laptop. It's pivotal to note. Millions of Americans would have changed their vote in the 2020 election if they'd known about the Hunter Biden laptop story. It's now clear. Big tech and corporate media are not the only ones guilty of misleading the American people. The intelligence community told the country a premeditated lie about the laptop being likely Russian disinformation. In December 2019, the FBI was already aware Hunter Biden was missing a laptop that was an archive of his criminal exploits and sensitive political information. Hunter had a total of three laptops that contained evidence of his illegal activities. In a video showing Hunter with a prostitute, he claimed Russians stole another one of his laptops for blackmail while he was close to overdosing in a Las Vegas hotel room. Thus, the intelligence community given the task of safeguarding America from national security threats, not only kept silent about Joe Biden being compromised, many of its leaders told voters actual disinformation about the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, years later, after the likes of CBS News and Politico have verified the laptop's authenticity, we can revisit the laptop with fresh eyes. The laptop itself is linked to Joe Biden's classified document scandal. As recently discussed, Hunter Biden's laptop contained an email tying him to the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington, D.C., where the first stash of classified documents from Biden's vice presidency was reported to be found. They were discovered by his lawyers November 2nd, only days before the midterm elections, in an unsecured closet. The email shows that Hunter Biden was in the running to profit from the Penn Biden Center and its operations similar to the Clinton Global Initiative. April 25th, 2016, an agent named Craig Gehring emailed Hunter with confidential notes from our meeting, according to the Fox News report. Gehring reveals plans were discussed for the vice president after he left office. And it goes on and on and on. I've got audio. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely got audio 
Uh, here's Tucker Carlson, by the way. The classified documents that Joe Biden, quote, stored in his garage and left at the Penn Center have been floating around for a full six years since Joe Biden left the vice president's office in January of 2017. So it's fair to assume they've been moved around a lot, but they're suddenly surfacing now, right after the midterm election. Why is that? No one has even attempted a convincing explanation. Instead, the media is pretending to argue that it's not a big deal in the first place that Joe Biden stored classified documents near his Corvette because he admitted doing it when he got caught. And if you admit you've committed a crime, it's not a crime. Watch. There is another key difference between the cases, though. In Biden's case, his attorneys reported the discovery and cooperated by turning them over immediately. That was not the case, of course, with Trump. So in the Mar-a-Lago case, that really does appear to be a much more complicated case. Of course, we're seeing a very big difference in what the Biden White House is doing around this and what Trump has done. Night and day, you have the inadvertent, we don't even know if Biden had anything to do with it. There are important distinctions between this and the swirl of controversy around Donald Trump and the documents at Mar-a-Lago. What you see in that documents case is a textbook example of the best possible way of handling the discovery of government documents after leaving office that should have been returned before leaving office. What you see is the exact opposite of Donald Trump's behavior. These people are so filthy. If their team invaded Poland, they'd defend it. They'll say literally anything. This is the exact opposite of Donald Trump's behavior. All right, Larry O'Donnell. What they're forgetting is that the Trump raid took place in August, not that long ago, and a lot of people still remember the details from it. Trump and his lawyers met with federal investigators and showed them the classified documents that had been stored at Mar-a-Lago. And the FBI told Trump's lawyers, hey, put a lock on the door of the storage room. So they did. Then, when Trump's attorneys volunteered that there were more classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, volunteered, including the famous cocktail napkin, the FBI showed up with guns. And everyone knows that, including everyone you just saw in the clip. They are lying. And that's a problem because they're trying to obscure the saddest fact of modern life, which is there's now an obvious double standard in American justice. And that means we have no justice at all. That's a tragedy for this country. It'll be a long time before we recover from it. Yep. That's, that's what's up. There's no question about it. And yet... We have an unusual situation of some people in the mainstream media going after Joe Biden, which makes some of us wonder if this whole thing was arranged to kind of Kick him to the curb. As we come on the air this morning, there are new details emerging about those classified documents found at President Biden's private office. By the way, this is Jonathan Carl from ABC News. And at his residence. For the fourth time, the White House is revealing new details. At first, it was documents found in a locked closet at an office Biden used after he was vice president. Then we learned of documents in the garage at his home in Wilmington. Then a document in another location near the garage. And now, just yesterday, the White House said five more documents had been found at President Biden's home. The White House says it is committed to transparency, but the first batch of documents was discovered on November 2nd, just days before the midterm elections, and the public didn't learn of it until this week, and only after reporters started asking questions. That's Jonathan Carl from ABC News. 
That's not really what I would expect from the mainstream media. I mean, is it what you would expect? No, no, I've got more. When it was Trump, Biden called it totally irresponsible. How that could possibly happen. How anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that made compromised sources and methods? And by that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. After it was revealed that classified documents were found in the president's garage, Biden downplayed the significance, comparing the security of government secrets with the security of his sports car. And by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. But anyway. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Uh, Peter Ducey did a good job there getting a Dementia Joe off message. That was pretty strong, but it's just, I, you know. Let me put it to you this way. So I was kind of fooling around the radio dial there leading up to the uh, 2008 primaries. Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the nominee, but Barack Obama was coming on strong. And there's this uh, show that comes on Saturday mornings on NPR, some kind of show with a live audience, and they do quizzes and games and stuff. And they were making fun of Hillary, and that's when I knew that Barack was going to be the nominee. Because NBR would not be making fun of Hillary if she's going to be the nominee. You know what I'm saying? So I'm wondering about this. When the mainstream media comes out and does stuff like, well, okay, uh, Andrea Mitchell, for that matter. I mean, This was amazing. She's got a clip from talking to Biden back in 2018. In 2018, Joe Biden addressed his access to classified information in an interview with me. This was in the context of Russia's interference in U.S. elections, and it was in that office, the Penn Biden Center. I don't have access to classified information anymore. I don't get briefed every morning by the agency, as I did for eight years. But the classified material was within feet, possibly even inches of him when he was talking to Andrea Mitchell. Yeah? I mean, that's uh, that's something else right there. Now, we have a collage of things that Biden has said over the years about classified documents. You saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself? How that could possibly happen. Totally irresponsible. And some breaking news. CBS News has learned that classified documents belonging to President Biden from his time as vice president were discovered at the Penn Biden Center. Classified documents from President Biden's time as vice president have been found. Classified documents were found in his former D.C. think tank's office. Totally irresponsible. Justice Department officials are exploring whether there are additional classified documents in other locations. Aides to President Biden have now found a second 
batch of classified documents at a new location. How that could possibly happen? Classified, classified material. Messy or Corvette? What were you thinking? My Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting on the street. How that could possibly happen? How one anyone could be that irresponsible? Look, this guy, uh, if the plan is to get him to step aside voluntarily, I don't think he's ever going to do that. I really don't believe that a guy who can go into Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s church and say what he said Sunday morning, there's no way he's he's going to be moved with any kind of appeal to decency or anything. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to 7.30 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. So he knows so little about the black church that he doesn't realize that they don't have a daily morning mass like the Catholic Church does. He has no idea. But you know what? The liberals there in the congregation, they just eat it up. No matter what he says, they know he's lying to them. They know he's patronizing them, and that's just fine because he has a D by his name. It's just like when uh, Hillary went to Selma in 07 in the lead-up to the 08 primaries and she was trying to do a southern black voice which she couldn't do and oh everybody thought she was wonderful right that's before they found out who barack was and you know they they turned on a dime at that point but the point is if you're a liberal democrat politician a lot of these black churches you can go into and just lie through your teeth and they know you're lying and that's okay like when Biden could not pronounce the name of the woman that he put on the U.S. Supreme Court. Those are the words of Katanji Drown Jackson, our Supreme Court Justice. And they're just starting to applaud there at the end. It's absolutely amazing. U.S. Representative James Comer, Kentucky, over the Oversight Committee, he has some concerns. At the end of the day, my biggest concern isn't the classified documents, to be honest with you. My concern is how there's such a discrepancy in how former President Trump was treated by raiding Mar-a-Lago, by getting the security cameras, by taking pictures of documents on the on the floor, by going through Melania's closet versus Joe Biden. They're like, okay, you, you're, you're personal lawyers who don't have security clearance. You know, they can go through. They can just yeah. look in and keep looking and, and you know, determine whatever's there. That it's not equal treatment, and we're very concerned, and there's a lack of trust here at right. the Department of Justice by House Republicans. That's the outrage. Yeah, it is the outrage. So, Josh Hammer. Do you know Newsweek now has some conservatives doing uh, op-eds? Yeah, Josh Hammer is one of them. And he has an op-ed over there you might want to take a look at called, Is the Deep State Coming After Joe Biden? 
You might want to take a look at that. Now, Byron York, who's on Fox a lot, chief political correspondent at the Washington Examiner, his op-ed from Saturday is entitled The Big Problem with the Joe Biden Documents Story. He says this could be the shortest newsletter ever. The biggest problem with the Joe Biden document story is this. We know only what Joe Biden's lawyers have told us, and the appointment of a special counsel to investigate the case will make the problem worse. Now, some elaboration. The initial fact that Biden, after his term as vice president ended, kept some classified documents in his possession was revealed by a team of Biden lawyers. In making a public statement, they noted that the discovery of the classified documents on November 2nd, 2022, in Biden's old office of the Penn-Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington, D.C., was made by a team of Biden lawyers. Now, that alone raises some questions. Biden's vice presidency ended January 20th, 2017. He began using the Penn-Biden office in mid-2017. He became resident on January 20th, 2021. With the Oval Office and plenty of workspace right downstairs, he no longer needed the Penn-Biden office. So why was it not until November 2nd, 2022, that his lawyers were emptying the old office? And by the way, Why does it take a team of lawyers to clear out an office? Many people use movers. Well, Biden's lawyers did not tell us. They said simply, quote, the documents were discovered when the president's personal attorneys were packing files housed in a locked closet to prepare to vacate office space at the Penn-Biden Center in Washington, unquote. But why were they doing it at that moment? Jason Foster, former longtime investigative counsel in the Senate and now head of Empower Oversight, says beware when the narrative starts in the middle. It may mean someone doesn't want you to know how it began. Indeed, the Biden document story starts in the middle. We don't know how it began. How did the classified documents end up in the former vice president's possession? We don't know. Same questions apply to the documents found at Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware. How'd they get there? When did they get there? Did Biden himself use them? Did he move them around once they were there? Again, What we know comes from the president's lawyers, Richard Sauber, a special counsel to Biden, who the White House says was hired to deal with the investigations from the new Republican-controlled House, released a statement Thursday saying that after the discovery of the Penn-Biden Center documents, the president's lawyers have searched the president's Wilmington and Rehoboth Beach, Delaware residences, the other locations where files from his vice presidential office 
might have been shipped in the course of the 2017 transition. Even though the Penn-Biden Center discovery occurred on November 2nd, 2022, Sauber said the search of the Delaware houses was completed last night, meaning Wednesday night, January 11th, 2023. Why did Biden's lawyers wait so long to search the houses? Biden's lawyers didn't say. They did say they were coordinating closely with the Justice Department. Oh, yeah, I, I, I believe that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. In any event, Biden's lawyers said they discovered a small number of classified documents at the president's house in Wilmington. The lawyers said all but one of these documents were found in storage space in the president's Wilmington residence garage. One document consisting of one page was discovered among stored materials in an adjacent room. The president himself, in remarks to the White House Thursday, added that the adjacent room was his personal library. Those White House remarks, by the way, were the ones in which Biden defended the storage of classified material in a garage close to his beloved 1967 Corvette sports car. In response to a question from Fox News' Peter Ducey, he said, my Corvette is in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like they're sitting out in the street. With that, Biden seems to suggest that security for a really cool vintage car is certainly sufficient for classified documents, too. Now, the documents in the Wilmington House could present another problem for Biden, which is that Biden's son, Hunter, when he was addicted to crack and in a downward spiral, was living in the house when the documents were in the garage. That could be a problem in two senses. One, Hunter Biden, always trying to make some money off his father's names and connections, had a lot of shady foreign associates. And two, Hunter had what you might call a lax attitude toward information security. After all, he left a laptop filled with all sorts of information at a repair shop and never returned to claim it, leading to more problems than anyone could have imagined. Right now, beyond a very few details furnished by the Justice Department in the announcement of the appointment of Special Counsel Robert Herr, everything the public knows about the classified documents has come from the Biden Biden team. And now it's a good bet that the appointment of Herr will make information even harder to come by. The existence of a special investigation into Biden's handling of classified documents will allow the White House to refuse to answer reasonable questions about the investigation. In Friday's White House briefing, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the investigation and told reporters, I would refer you to the Department of Justice. Of course, the Department of Justice will not comment. And when House Republicans seek information from the DOJ, the answer will be that it cannot comment on an ongoing investigation. Special counsel investigations make it harder, not easier, for the public to know what's going on. So back to the original point. The biggest problem with the Joe Biden document story is that we know only what Joe Biden's lawyers have told us, and that is just the way Biden wants it. By the way, did you know it's come out that um, depending upon which documents you believe, Hunter either owned that house that Biden was staying in. Yeah, report document shows Hunter owned 
Joe Biden's Delaware House in 2018. Miranda Devine, New York Post, has that. Or, on the other hand, Hunter was paying $50,000 a month rent. So, I mean, I think we've got some issues here. To put it mildly. Now, I see, again, Congressman James Comer praising CBS News for breaking the story. Here he is with Catherine Harridge of CBS. The Biden records were discovered in early November, but they only became public because of the reporting of CBS News. Have you heard an adequate explanation from the Biden White House about the gap in the timeline? No, and that's a big problem because, remember, Joe Biden said he was going to be the most transparent president in history. We would never know about this if it weren't for your all's reporting at CBS. So why didn't they tell us that sooner? Obviously, I can uh, understand at the time it was before the midterm elections and the closing argument was Republicans are a threat to democracy, but they had plenty of time. Are you saying that it was withheld because of the midterm elections and purely for political reasons, not national security reasons? It sure looks like the reason they withheld that was for political reasons. And I wonder if we would have ever known it were it not for the investigative reporting at CBS News. I got to tell you, um, that really was not on my uh, my bingo card for things happening. That CBS would break something like that, you know. Here's uh, here's my old buddy Dan Bongino with Phil Klein. Yes, says Attorney General Garland tried to cover up Biden's handling of classified documents because of Hunter Biden. This is interesting. Former Kansas Attorney General Phil Klein joins us. Uh, Phil, thanks for your time. Had you on the radio show this week. The phones blew up after you got off because you have an interesting theory about why the assistant United States attorneys assigned to the Hunter Biden case and the classified documents case are not only separate, but from separate regions, if you could expound on that. Yeah, sure. What you see in the assignment of a special counsel, it's not the substance is not that a special counsel has been picked. It's what authority that they have to investigate. And when you look at the special counsel as it relates to President Biden, they have a very narrow authority according to the appointment letter, only to look at the documents. Now, let's take a look at it for a second, Dan, at what Attorney General Garland knew when he made this decision. He knew that the documents were found at the Penn Biden Center. He knew that the Penn Biden Center, when they located at the University of Pennsylvania, that the University of Pennsylvania received $47 million while that center was there. That the University of Pennsylvania pushed that money to Biden and 10 of his cabinet members received salary, up to 10 at the Penn Biden Center, including Mr. Biden. Additionally, at the same time, Hunter's on the Burisma board, the documents pertain to Ukraine. And that would be of interest 
to those who are concerned about Hunter Biden and who he's dealing with and those who are paying his salary. So you have some evidence of intent as to why the documents should be there. And that evidence of intent relates to the flow of money. There's something else that Attorney General Garland knew. He knew that he had received a letter from the University of Pennsylvania asking that he end the China initiative of the Department of Justice, which is looking at economic espionage by China. Now, you have to understand that 50% of the most wanted list on the, on the FBI's fugitive list relate to espionage by China. He ended it at the request of the University of Pennsylvania. That is a conflict of interest. Yet he yeah. only gave the special prosecutor a very narrow focus, while President yeah, Trump's special I, prosecutor can look at everything. So, are they trying to move him out or they're not trying to move him out? I don't know. It's, uh, it's something to take a look. Now, when Adam Schiff throws Biden under the bus, that got my attention. Here's Adam Schiff with John Carl on ABC News. You raised the possibility of you know, this national security assessment. Is it possible that national security was jeopardized here as, as, as many, including you, uh, raised that possibility with the Mar-a-Lago documents? I don't think we can exclude the possibility without knowing more of the facts. Um, We have asked for an assessment uh, in the intelligence community of the Mar-a-Lago documents. Uh, I think we ought to get that same assessment of the documents uh, found in the uh, the, uh, think tank as well as the home of President Biden. Uh, I'd like to know what these documents were. I'd like to know what the IC's assessment is whether there was any risk of exposure and what the harm would be and whether any mitigation needs to be done. Uh, I think that would be appropriate uh, and consistent with what we requested in the case of Mar-a-Lago. Ah. Wow. That was not on my bingo card either. That's really surprising. Now, apparently, Chuck Todd... Chuck Todd over at uh, CNN, he has not gotten the memo. No, I'm sorry. Chuck Todd, NBC, Meet the Press, has not gotten the memo. So he mixes it up with uh, with Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Do you have a crime that you think Hunter Biden committed? Because I've yet to see anybody explain it is not a crime to make money off of your last name. So, Chuck, you ought to read the Marco Polo report. Uh, where they detail all kinds of potential crimes. You know, Senator Grassley. Oh, well, let me just stop you there. Potential. This is about potential about thirty thousand about thirty thousand dollars. I mean, it, Chuck, 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 is it a crime to be uh, soliciting and purchasing uh, prostitution in potentially European sex trafficking operations? Is that a crime? Because Chuck Grassley and I laid out about thirty thousand uh, dollars paid by Hunter Biden to uh, those types of, of individuals. Over uh, December 2018-2019, about $30,000. This is about the same time that President Biden uh, offered to pay about $100,000 of Hunter Biden's bills. Again, that's that's just some information. I don't know exactly what I don't get. All right, Senator. It doesn't doesn't really look on the... It it sounds sleazy as you know what. Yeah, it does. It does sound sleazy as you know what. So, uh, yeah, Chuck Todd there. NBC, Meet the Press, had not yet gotten the memo 
about throwing Biden under the bus, right? Mike Davis was the uh, special counsel for the Senate Judiciary Committee in charge of uh, nominations when Senator Chuck Grassley, Iowa, was the the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. I've interviewed Mike Davis on this program, and he had some things to say about this special counsel, Robert Herr, that uh, Mayor Garland has put forward to look into Biden's documents. I wanted to ask you about special counsel Robert Herr. Uh, I want to give him a clean slate. He he was appointed by President Trump, but he also worked closely with Christopher Wray in the past. What type of performance do you expect him, or I guess how do you expect him to operate within this investigation? Well, I hope that he's impartial and fair. I, uh, I actually handled his confirmation uh, to the U.S. attorney slot in Maryland when I was in this, on the Senate Judiciary Committee working for then-Chairman Chuck Grassley. And I'll tell you, I had concerns about him back then, and I have concerns about him now. And the concern that I had back then is is that he is very much a protege of uh, current FBI director uh, Chris Ray. They go back, they work together from 2003 to 2006. Chris Ray and Rob Herr. Works for, worked for James Comey, worked with Rob Rosenstein. Uh, when Herr left the Justice Department, he uh, went to private practice with Chris Ray, and then he went and w- worked as a federal prosecutor for Rod Rosenstein when Rod Rosenstein was the only one of the 93 U.S. attorneys from George W. Bush who President Obama kept for all eight years of the Obama presidency. And then uh, Rod Rosenstein beca- became the deputy attorney general, the number two at the Department of Justice, and Rob Herr became the number two to the, to, to the number two. And Rob Herr was responsible for managing the Mueller probe, the Russian collusion hoax. So you have to ask, did he know it was a hoax or was he just duped? Uh, and either way is not a very good look if you're a special counsel investigating the president of the United States for uh, uh, for clear-cut Espionage Act violations and clear-cut theft of government property, stolen classified records. Wow. So Trump did a call-in on Mark Levin's radio show, the great Mark Levin, by the way. And... Uh, it went something like this. You look at where they're finding these documents in an office with no security or in a garage with absolutely no security in a house that wasn't even owned by him, that was owned by Hunter. And I think you're going to find a lot more because in Delaware, I understand, they have a tremendous sash of documents. And I'm sure when you look at that, you're going to find documents that you didn't even believe. And the biggest problem, Mark, is it's China. China gave $55 million mm-hmm. to the University of Pennsylvania, where I went. I went to the Wharton School of Finance at Penn. And, uh, you know, I'm disappointed in them as a school. But China was paying through that money. Uh, Biden got a million dollars a year for a think tank, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. So... They paid Biden a million dollars a year out of the money that China gave. Now, if China wants to see those documents, I'm sure they would say, come on, let me show you. He's making a little funny there. Yeah, a little bit of sarcasm there. So, what is going on? Are they trying to ease Biden out 
Or are they just trying to rub our face in the double standard rules for me but not for thee? Well, a couple of years ago, Rush Limbaugh, two months before he died, he called it. I think we're seeing enough information on the Bidens now to safely say that Biden will serve at the pleasure of Barack Obama. If Obama gives the green light to Democrats to take Biden out, there will be ample evidence that Biden has lied about his knowledge. His family was selling his name and office with his permission. And if that's in fact the case, then there's likely unreported money that will be found. The fake news media will temporarily become hard news media if the decision is made that Biden has to step down. Until that time, they will be covering for Biden. They'll be making excuses for Biden. They'll be ignoring all the negatives. You wait and see. And then watch what happens to their ratings when that happens. Rush called it. You know, we sit around saying, man, I sure miss Rush Limbaugh. He was wonderful. And I would sure love to hear him talk about what's going on now. And God bless him. And we wish him well. But that one, that one he saw coming, didn't he? He certainly did. All right, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA. Believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Today's Tweet of the Day is from lawenforcementtoday.com. A violent career criminal out on parole, shot and killed by mother protecting her children after he invaded her home. Hammond, Louisiana. A career criminal has been shot and killed by a mother protecting her family after attempting to force his way into a home. Criminals out on parole after serving prison time for armed robbery at the time of his death. The Tangipahoa Parish Sheriff's Office received a call of shots being fired January 8th, just before 5 a.m. in the area of Klein Road. When deputies arrived on the scene, they located 51-year-old Robert Reams, deceased at the scene. You know, 51 is kind of old to be doing that kind of stuff. Investigators spoke to the homeowner and learned that Reams had a criminal history, had broken into the home in the early morning hours and had been armed with a shovel and a lug wrench. Detectives did not release whether Reams knew the residence or if this was a random attack. After breaking into the home, he came into contact with the mother who was protecting her two young children inside. Investigators reported the mother confronted Reams and a physical confrontation ensued between the two. During the physical altercation, the mother, who was not identified by police, was able to retrieve a firearm from inside the home. Seemingly fearing that Reams would kill her and or her children, she fired one shot, striking Reams in the upper thigh. The Tangipahoa 
Parish Sheriff's Office reported during the incident a physical altercation took place between Reams and the homeowner, which ultimately led to Reams being shot by the homeowner. Reams was later pronounced deceased on scene by the Tangipahoa Parish Coroner's Office. Huh. Upper thigh, huh? Well, I guess she hit a big old vein or artery or something. Because usually you want to go for center mass. Anyway, uh, that is uh, a, a lot more about this guy and, and the, his history of violent crime. But that's uh, one less violent criminal out there, and that is your tweet of the day brought to you by Red River Your Way. You've been listening to episode 323 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, Simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. And that's the way it is. Sunday, January 15th, 2023.